Matt. Peter. Hello. Hi. Hi, future How's self. How's it going? <laughs> going? Whoa. Whoa. What did you just do there? <laughs> I just talked to me. Whoa. How's it going in your new dicks? Um, been uh, dealing with the flu all week. Okay. I am, uh, think I'm, I don't want to jinx it, but if, it feels like the the tail end now. But you're getting, your company is getting a lot done, even though you have the flu. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a lot of, a lot of stuff has been happening. The staff is working hard. Listening. Yes. <laughs> While the boss is off. <laughs> <laughs> you took a vacation in Spain. I mean, I, I've seen the pictures. Yeah. A workation. Excuse a me. Oh, a workation, right? <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> and a, it's, it's a, a co-working space. Mm, okay, that's fair. That's um, fair. But yeah, I decided to get the flu the day before, so uh, it's not been it. It's been better when I've been here. At least you. This time. At least you took the germ out of your out of your place, so that your fiance doesn't have to get sick. Yeah, that's very kind of me, right? <laughs> yeah, hey, she had the opportunity to go here as well, but she chose not to. Okay. Well. That's on her. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> we were just talking to everyone in the future anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. What, I, I kind of don't know where to go from here. How are you? You're the host. You got to figure it out, not me. <laughs> How are you? I'm feeling really good right now, man. I um, <sighs> I think what I want to do, like we we got to do updates, mm-hmm. but um, so I'm on your Twitter profile, and you keep tweeting things. I just it's almost like it's like there's a lot of things going on in your Twitter right now. Mm-hmm. It's about two different things. One is about the Stripe integration. Congratulations! It looks like it's out. But then there's another thing <laughs> you just tweeted about for like like a few minutes ago. Um, can I read it loud? Yeah, yeah. To our future selves. Perfect. Um, so one of the tweets said, "As syndicate, but for investors that want to lend to long, fat tail SaaS businesses with healthy economics." It, I feel like it's not the first time you've talked about this, but you keep talking about it, but not really talking about it. What's going on? <laughs> what's up with all these tweets are you trying to and, scoop me and yeah. what's if if anything's going on i wanted to i want to be the first one to know here in the show yep yeah <laughs> uh sure yeah let's 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 break the is news. this the new is this the new um matt after he had his exit how can i be helpful kind of guy <laughs> patagonia vest what's going on <laughs> As I'm in my Patagonia hoodie and my Patagonia hat, which is a cruel, <laughs> cruel irony. But this you do have here. a vest, I, actually. I, I do. I'm so sorry. Because so <laughs> you're so outdoorsy. <laughs> I'm not going to respond to that, okay? I'm not going to let you troll me on my own podcast. Sorry. Um, I forgot yeah. it's your podcast. So where what what am I hinting at? Um. I mean, the, can you the, share anything? The, That's kind of what I want to know. Yeah, can I share anything? So I, I will share the fact that uh, sometime last year, as um, as I was going through kind of the transaction of my own business, Risk Pulse, um, 
I had a bit of a mental switch uh, flip, which had me start looking at Summit in just a very different light, more as a, um, well, I'll actually tell a little story. So I was, I was uh, just kind of looking around the internet for SaaS businesses and, you know, who's raising money and these kinds of things, because frankly, you know, for the first time in my life, I have the opportunity uh, to perhaps invest. Um, and it just, it just kind of occurred to me that like every time I would look at something, I was like, you know what I really wish I had is like a full summit view of this startup so that I could understand like, how is their business really doing? Um, and, and then I just, I mean, it's not a much of a pivot or a eureka moment, but because uh, I was already working on an investor edition, which Tiny Seed actually uses with Summit um, to see how their portfolio companies are doing, which includes me and you. But uh, yeah, just looking at it with a fresh perspective of, you know, there's just, there are just so many um, startups that I have now seen uh, and, and they've been, you know, very honored, privileged, flattered, happy to help them with their businesses using Summit and help them with forecasts and to look at their trends and their history and, and their plans for the future. And these companies are just fine businesses. Um, I've actually stopped calling them startups to some extent because they're just these steady growing things. They're not flat, but they're also not you know, hockey sticks. And so the, the long and short of it is... I really, I really like that uh, distinction you made. Mm -hmm. You did that on another show as well about how they are tech, like they're more similar to more mature businesses, even though they're maybe small or early on. Yeah. No, I mean, they, they are. I mean, in, in, in a profit, in terms of measuring profit, if you consider the average, you know, mom and pop store in the corners, profit margins, right? Their margins. And you just take that as a measurement of like, let's say that store is doing a million dollars a year in revenue. And I'll use US dollars for a second. If they're doing a million in revenue, they might have the same profit, like bottom line uh, net income at the end of the year as like a SaaS business is doing, you know, 20, 30,000, $15,000 a month in revenue, right? So yeah. like, it, it, these are these are businesses. They've got support people. They've got a team of two or three people. Maybe they're hiring. And they're doing and a working fine. working business yeah. model as well. A working business model that's pretty de-risked. Um, and so I just you know gear is definitely turning uh, lately. And one of the other tweets I sent out this week was you know who's going to invest in all the startups that Tiny Seed, Ernest, and Indie and others don't have the capacity to invest in. And uh, what I mean by that is you know not everybody can get into Indie's latest batch. Um, they have just finite capacity because of their value adding and, you know, how they're trying to scale indie as a fund, um, tiny seeds, similar. They're all, they're all similar to me in that sense of being constrained in terms of how, how many founders can they help? And I think everybody wants to help as many as possible, but I have started looking at summit as a way of bringing technology to bear on that problem and perhaps, perhaps flipping it quite a bit and saying, you know, how, how rapidly can we underwrite a SaaS business and really understand its risk and make a decision so that the founder gets what they need 
on the terms they need at the speed that they need. And so I guess I'll add one last thing. The, <laughs> if this comes together, and I'm still in the idea phase, but if this comes together, what I'm really excited about is there will be almost no application process for the founder other than using Summit as a tool that helps them run their business. So just like you're using Stripe to run your business and Stripe Capital can offer you money against the charges and payouts that you're just getting on a monthly basis, you know, if Summit is a tool that you use as a part of your monthly, weekly, or quarterly, or even annual uh, team huddle or meetings or reviews, then there's really nothing else you need to do uh, for Summit to be able to understand, you know, your credit worthiness, if you will. That's a very... Very interesting <laughs> um, <laughs> business what opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's definitely, to, to be clear, it's definitely secondary, at least for now, to the app itself. Um, it's an opportunity, fr- maybe. Yeah, the app, is, the app is freemium. I want to build the premium version of the app this year, have it generate revenue so that it, Summit itself can be self-sustaining. Um, so it's not the very next thing I'm working on, but if I can, if, and when I get summit to a self-sustaining, healthy, profitable, um, level, right. As a business, uh, and currently the team is still just me. I I'm very interested in, I've had a number of founders already reach out to me asking for help, just even in understanding, you know, who they should get investment from, whether they're ready for investment what taking that money would look like, what their pay, you know, what the future looks like for them if they take a loan. Um, so, you know, here I am doing this analysis for these startups and, you know, very few, if any of the ones I've talked to directly are going to actually receive that funding from these, from these firms. Um, but in my eyes and from what I can see, they'd be great investments or they'd be great borrowers, you know, um, and that to me is an opportunity. So, um, and, and I think, you know, other people that have been tweeting about this in a way is certainly Patrick McKenzie has been saying a lot of things lately yeah, about yeah, the yeah. SaaS as- asset class. Even um, DHH, and, I think, right? Yeah, I think that's there's definitely a, a strong theme with all of his tweets, um, which is, you know, the anti-VC. But but in that, it's a... I remember going... I remember actually hearing DHH speak at Startup School 2008. Um. I was there and he talked about, you know, there's nothing wrong with building a nice Italian restaurant equivalent of a SaaS business. (laughs) And so that's going on 12, it's going on 12 years ago that he said that. Um, And now it's, it's truer than ever that you can build one. And I think what I'm saying is I'm seeing a lot of those nice Italian restaurants uh, in summit. And, you know, I would love to facilitate their growth uh, through much easier fundraising on better terms and maybe just faster because you know, there's no reason to apply if the data is already there. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, it, I, I'm very, I'm very excited about it. I, I think part of the reason that I've, part of the reason I struggled to get the Stripe integration out, which is out now, by the way, um, the the MVP I have a lot, I, so much more I can do with it. But like, as you know, when you have, you know when you have a pull request with 2000 additions and 500 subtractions, just waiting to be <laughs> merged. It's like, you know, it's a, it, it's just a huge relief to get it out there. Um, yeah, yeah. It looks but, like you had but, a late night or 
I did. I actually decided yesterday I'm just going to get this darn thing out there. And uh, you know, it went so smoothly because of the work I've been doing, which was which was great. But it was almost anticlimactic. Like I, I had the coffee and <laughs> everything, and here I am ready to sit down at nine o'clock, and I, I'm like, oh, that's it. Like two conflicts, mer- you know, merge and done. But anyway, to the point. I think part of the reason I've I I lost some momentum was I really got in my head excited and wrapped up in this idea that I'm talking about now. Mm. Um, and I'm not ready to implement it yet, but I really believe that there is no shortage of, there's no shortage of both sides of the house on this in terms of startups or investors. The good thing about the, that I guess is you remember what we talked about freemium and we talked about Slack's model, um, and hard and soft limits, and you basically talked about how for the user or the customer, the more they use the free version, the more valuable the paid version becomes later on. Because they basically just build up an archive of old messages and stuff they want to search. And the more they do that, the more valuable it becomes for them to essentially get access to that. But the same actually goes for you. The more successful you can make Summit now, the easier it'll be for you and the more like valuable it'll be as a tool for these kinds of things later yeah. on. So the yeah. good thing is it's yeah. all like kind of pointing in the same direction. Like it all kind of like works together. For sure. I mean, the more engaged somebody is, even with the free product, the more history there is, the more... The better the product is for everyone also, right? The better the product is for everyone. That's right. Yeah, it, it's a very... Uh, it's a it's a great feedback loop, and you know, um, I, I I believe this is worth trying, and uh, I'm not finding a shortage of, you know, you know who's very interested in this. Frankly, is uh, high net worth individuals, i.e., angels, who've had success in the SaaS space, mm-hmm. who aren't VCs, and they don't even want to become VCs, and they don't necessarily want to put their money into a venture capital instrument. But if you tell them that they have the opportunity to earn, you know, a healthy return on money that's going into these kinds of companies, um, they're just, they're just really darn excited. Um, and I would put myself in that camp too. I mean, this is, uh, I actually more comfortable in, in, in a sense with these kinds of businesses as, as an asset class or investment than I am with the stock, with the public stock market, which I feel like is super hard to predict and, often succumbs to these wild fluctuations that make that I just don't understand, you know? So it's probably more transparent for, uh, and then especially if you use something like summit, it's very transparent. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it's not like a, uh, it's not like a surprise. And this is something that I mentioned in an article that I wrote a year ago now, over a year ago now, which is that I really believe that the, you know, the, the rigor, the analytical rigor that you find in the public markets, uh, well, <laughs> maybe not when they first launched because we've seen some really weird S1s lately, but you know th- what we're used to historically in the public markets, that level of transparency, uh, as you said, and rigor in terms of analyzing a business, I think we're seeing that move down to very early, you know, very early stage companies, but they're not, like I said, they're not startups, they're businesses. So it's, 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 um, these aren't these aren't wild bets on market share grabs and things like that. They're just, you know, I've seen a lot of seen a lot of growth curves, man, that are just a steady, you know, two percent month over month, and 
that compounds nicely. (laughs) (laughs) So they're, they're almost boring. I mean, they're, you know, people have talked about like the slow SAS ramp of death or like the boring, boring SAS march up the hill. Like boring is a very wonderful thing when you're an investor. Um, Boring, predictable growth is, is not, isn't a bad thing at all. No, no, no. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Uh, so the Slack and the, oh, sorry, the Stripe integration mm-hmm. is out now. It I've is. promised to help you test it. Yeah, yeah. Right now, the what's basically live is showing you, you know, a few data sets that only Stripe has: uh, merchant fees, refunds, payouts, charges, those kinds of things. Where it's really gets exciting is when you know I can use the same OAuth uh, read-only OAuth. Uh, authentication to look at subscriptions and I can generate some really valuable um, what I call survival curves, but essentially where do subscribers drop off in terms of their uh, longevity or lifetime with your business. So if, if most people cancel at month three, most people cancel at month six. And the reason that's valuable is when you forecast a SaaS business, the single most important lever is obviously retention, but not in the traditional sense of 10% month over month or 5% month over month, but what is the cohort retention? You know, what do do you sign up a ton of people and then they'll cancel next month or portion cancel next month? Or do you sign up a few people and then they gradually cancel over a very long period of time? That, that difference right there has a huge effect on your growth. So I'm really eager to implement that. And once I do, I think it's safe to say that Summit will have um, a predictive model that nobody else has anywhere. And, and that's going to be good for the founders too, because um, it'll be free. <laughs> so the, the, those survival curves are going to be factored into the forecast. Exactly. Every time you forecast a new month, you take the previous month and think of it this way, the system will know the correct percentage of cancellations to apply to the companies that signed up a month ago, two months ago, three months ago, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. And you know, that that's almost like I said, that's the foundation. That's the best way to say it of your future revenues. Yeah. So if we can, if we can do that right, then I think everybody can feel really confident in the forecasting, um, at least directionally. That is really cool. I think one of your big challenges with Summit is to explain how this all works because there's so much learning and education in there. And mm-hmm. I, I, I remember you've talked about how it's sometimes uh, kind of like a barrier for people because they, they, they can't like, they're almost like can't trust that you can do as much forecasting and yeah, because they don't understand yeah, how it works. But then I think totally. when people get, kind of like a more like a deep dive into how it works. It becomes more obvious that there are actually thing that, things that you can forecast pretty, pretty accurately. And it, it does have yeah. a pretty good purpose. Yeah. I, I like that challenge. It's, um, it's, it's a fun one. I mean, this is true of all forecasting tools and applications. I mean, some people, some people scoff at weather forecasts and claim that they can look at their front porch and, you know, predict the weather today better than the forecaster who they think is, you know, so stupid for being wrong half the time or whatever it is. So like, I'm, uh, happen to have a lot of experience with that kind of skepticism. <laughs> I think there's a couple ways, a couple ways to combat that. One is you do a demonstration, right? This is the, 
Nikolai Tesla or Thomas Edison version of it, where you just get a bunch of people who don't believe in this newfangled technology out onto the street and you do some kind of demonstration that seems like magic to them. And that will convince some people. The other thing you can do is the other way around of just make the black box transparent. And if you can kind of put in a a window, if you will, to the factory floor where people can take a tour and say, oh, this is how you, this is how you do this. Okay. You know, I can't do that, but I understand that there's no alchemy going on. That's fishy. There's no, there's no strange magic going on. Um, That's another way. And I, I like, I like both. I just, as a solo founder, you know, as you implied, I haven't got around to it. Yeah, yeah. The level I want to yet. <laughs> it's good, but it's it's fascinating at least, and it's an like endless source of content for you probably as well. True, yeah, and I, I looks like I'm going to be doing a new uh, guest blog post mm-hmm. on a um, on a pretty popular blog, which I'm excited about. I won't mention any names yet in case it doesn't happen, <laughs> but I uh, just got invited to do that. And I, yeah, endless content opportunities, and I love to teach. Uh, I love to teach. So this for me doesn't drain my energy level at all. I love to write and I love to teach. So, you know, bring it on. Awesome. <laughs> so what's, <laughs> what's up next? Yeah. So next is I want to um, take advantage of the fact that, you know, my mental RAM is loaded with Stripe right now and do that survival curve uh, work that I talked about. It's actually the backend work to do that is done, the, the processing, the, the Python code, but um, not the database objects or entities to store it. So I want to do the, the survival curve analysis um, and get a get that live. Um, and then I'm going to just sort of make her, looking at next week, make her update. Um, I'm going to switch gears and focus on getting free users more engaged by having an email go out automatically anytime their forecast updates, which right now is monthly for free users and will be daily for paid users. So everyone will start getting an email that just reminds them that they did connect their metrics and they have a new forecast now based on their latest data and they can come take a look at it if they want to. I think that's going to be big. Uh, I think so. I mean, I think so too. There's services I, services I quote unquote have where my only interaction with them is the email that I get that says you have a new blank yeah, for me. That's profit. I actually, well. yeah, it, exactly. Which is obviously Every, very much in the space that I'm everyone's in. Everyone's yelling at Patrick. <laughs> yeah. 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 And Patrick has a forecast as a part of that. And, um, you know, it's, it's very much just say, I'm going to grow 8% month over month. That's my goal. But I think I can do something a little bit more um, customized. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. I think that will work. I've had founders tell me that if I if I had that, they already would come back much more often than they do. Um, so I think getting that done will be a huge boost just in terms of overall visibility to the product and anything else that I do. And then the last thing I'll just mention real quick is um, before the end of the quarter, that is March, I want to implement a V1 of a Plaid integration, which a lot more people know about now that Visa acquired them for $5 billion, but they are a you know banking integrator. So they can give you insights into your cash and your cash flow and your expenses, which will be, which will really complete the picture for Summit. I'm, I'm waiting to hear the other P word. <laughs> Premium? Yes. <laughs> Oh yeah, I need to launch a premium version of all this, don't I? I I thought that was going to yeah. be your next step, but 
Sounds like you're too busy to do that at the moment. You know, I, I really want to finish the free tier first, like in all its glory, because I f- here's the thing, man. I feel like, and this is another, you can call me out on this, but like if I launch the premium version before I finish the free, what I really don't want, and I've been here before, is suddenly like I have to change what's in the pre free versus the paid. Mm. And like now I have multiple versions of the premium product out there and like I have three people using an old version. I know I can, and I know there's ways to deal with all that, but like I'm not under a ton of pressure. So, okay. Okay. It, it would just, it would just, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but you know, I, the end is nigh, man. The end is nigh. And I, I do have a goal this year of getting to break even, um, which is anywhere North of, you know, 15,000 a month, 20,000 a month would be just a really nice cruising altitude, uh, you know, for me to be gaining. So, um, but, you know, just so everyone understands, I am talking to individual high engagement pilots right now who've already told me they're willing to pay for the tool. Um, those price points are in the, you know, three figures a month range. So I am pretty happy that the premium version is, it's there. It's like right it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to, I just need to crystallize it. Um, so I'm, I'm not worried, uh, maybe, which also helps me delay it as much as I have to. Good. <laughs> hey, uh, but I appreciate the accountability. <laughs> <laughs> About the, the profit. Well, um, and the emails, could you technically update the goal in, um, in profit? Well, like every month. So it, because that's like a linear goal that's just like a number you put in i want to grow whatever percentage compared to last month mm. but could you like with an api or something like that basically every month or whenever you're doing your forecast just like make sure that that number is actually correct mm. yeah i think profit well could actually do a poll from summit for better goal data yeah so they could have the same goals in profit well that that's in summit because I let people express goals in terms of, you know, an absolute number of revenue and a timestamp or not a timestamp. Whereas they're just doing, like you said, the compounding month over month. But if my goal for the year is X, then summit knows where should, where I should be in April. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know if you're on track. Yeah. yeah. So like when we enter April, That's actually the number I want to make sure that I got in profit. Yeah. Are you, yeah. Are you on track and are you at risk of hitting your goal? Especially given the fact that not all growth, I mean, very few growth curves are linear. So linear is just the easiest way to know if you're on track. But if you're, if you're building a business that has any kind of sales cycle built in, um, especially enterprise or even enterprise elements, you know, you're going to have a lumpy growth, um, you know, Our, our friend Ben Ornstein might be on track to hit his goal for the year just by having a few of those, you know, big contracts in the pipeline. Um, but that's not going to be reflected in this month's MRR. Mm. Right? Not yet. So, yeah, I, I, I'm actually um, eager to work more closely with the metrics providers to do kind of uh, symmetrical integrations. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, awesome. Man. Thanks. I guess I went first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got drawn in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> appreciate it. How are you doing? Um, How's it going? It's going better. <laughs> it's been a rough week, to be honest. Um, you know, you have an important week. You're traveling. You're have. I have my new teammate. 
<laughs> who I'm bringing on and a lot of like talks with investor people and lawyers and tax people because it's like tax season is like in full swing right now and then you just mm -hmm. like get knocked out with the flu and it's just not the most convenient thing ever um but i feel like i've got through the week it's friday when we're recording this i feel like i made it through the week and i'm pretty pretty excited about how things are going actually um but i'm burned out and tired as well <laughs> I mean, are, are you in a good, are you in a good geographic place though? Oh yeah. <laughs> to lead the witness, to be burned out and tired. <laughs> yeah. So I just yeah send you a picture yeah. from my lunch, which I had on a beach in Spain, a nice barbecue. And it was just what it, what the doctor ordered, I think. Yeah. These, these, these lifestyle businesses, man, they're just the yeah, worst. Yeah. They miss with your lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I mean, I understand like it's definitely not a good week to have to deal with this sickness. Yeah. Um, so, but, but it sounds like things are going well. Anyway, yeah. So on Monday synergies on Monday, um, my new teammate had his first day. We decided to kind of get him on a week before we were meeting in Spain. Um, just to kind of get started and make sure that we wouldn't have to deal with, you know, getting everything to run locally on his machine and give him access to one yeah. password and like all these things. It just takes time. Um, mm -hmm. We didn't want to spend, you know, all the time in Spain doing that. Um, yeah. So basically I had made a plan for the things that I thought would be cool to do in the first week. And then I talked to him about it and he had some ideas as well. And we kind of like put a plan together And so the kind of like the expectations I had going into it was very low. <laughs> so basically mm -hmm. my expectations were that I wanted him to have an, a good understanding about what the product was, what kind of like the challenges we have are obviously what the tech stack we're working with is and yeah, kind of like understand like what, what's it like to be a branch customer as well. Um, but then also, of course, like get a, get an impression of like how, how, how our communication is and, um, how we work together, uh, in a remote setting. But then again, it's like the first week. So try to keep expectations very low. Um, but it, it's honestly, it's, it's been, uh, it's been difficult not to be very excited because things have been going really well. Um, so one of the, th one That's of great. the things we, uh, we kind of planned to do was for him to, basically do like a research project uh, in WordPress. So kind of like find a cool stack within the WordPress environment. Um, he picked a, a framework framework called Themosis, which is basically Laravel for WordPress. So it's like a kind of like Laravel inspired WordPress setup. Um, so okay. basically one of his um, things that he needed to do this week was to kind of set up a hobby project or like a side project with this framework and, um, you know, build it all on branch and um, at the same time, get branch to run locally on his own machine. So um, we kind of like would get that out of the way um, and then also deploy this to one of the hosting platforms that branch works with. And cool. um, yeah, it, it was, I think it turned out to be a really good idea because um, it really 
allowed him to basically touch every corner of the product as if he was a customer or a user, like a power user, essentially, because it's like an advanced setup you need for a project like that. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so basically, I, I, I told you on Slack on Monday um, that basically... <laughs> some of the like for example setting all everything up locally i expected like potentially that to take days because branch is interacting heavily with google cloud and there's a lot of like pops up webhooks going back and forth so you need um and like a local ngrok setup but it's it requires ssl certificates because otherwise google can't ping it Mm. so you need like a local domain then so like it needs to be an actual domain with an SSL certificate that points to your local host. And, you know, I've spent weeks <laughs> setting this up. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You just described, like, things I never want to do twice. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's very complicated. But, like, all of that, we got it to work on day one. And I Dude, was like, okay, this is a good sign. <laughs> Let's not, like, get too excited yeah. and too ahead of ourselves. But this is, like, a really good sign. And then... When I woke up on Tuesday morning, I think, um, I looked at the Git repository and there's an updated readme file in there that basically had a full guide with all the steps for what we did the day before to get everything set up on his local machine. Like, this is also a very wow. good sign. <laughs> that's really good. I mean, that that's that's company building. That's team building, at least, rather than getting the job done. I just done. love the fact great. that someone is thinking you know, a few steps ahead and like, like it's probably a good idea to remember this and probably other people, if this is going to be successful, other people will have this problem as well. And there's also a big chance that I'll have to (laughs) help them get it to work. So I might as well write this down and document it somewhere. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like proactivity and just like good, good signs to see, um, in a first week, I think it's really good. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, spending a lot of time, like basically the, I think the three overall things we did this week was, or actually four things. So first of all was to get everything to run locally. And then the second thing was working on the, the WordPress project and getting that deployed and getting everything set up on branch. And then three, um, um, adding a pull request to the code base and getting that deployed. And then for like answering a support ticket. Um, and we, we got all that mm. done. And I actually, I believe that's a, that, that's a really, really cool week. Um, and it sets us up really well for like having a very productive week in Spain next week. Oh, that's great. Um, that's great. You know, remi- remind me again where he's from. Is he in Denmark? Is that where he lives? Yeah, he's, okay. he's Danish. So okay. All our communication in our private Slack channel, just like, you know, our Slack conversation uh, is in Danish and when we talk to each other is in Danish. But then everything in like, you know, a public Slack channel, even though it's just us, um, or like in the Git repository is in English. (laughs) That's fun. Cool, yeah. man. Cool. But it's like, you don't want to have like a whole long like backlog of Danish conversations that no one can parse. Yeah. And I mean, part, part of the reason I was curious is um, obviously you travel back and forth between Scotland and uh, Denmark quite a bit. So you'll be able to yeah. work together in person in the yeah, future. Yeah, that's a big factor. That's easily. a big factor. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a like pretty big chance that I'll live in Denmark pretty soon as well, mm-hmm. like in a couple of years. So Cool. 
cabin coding. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I'm really pleased with the first week. I'm excited that kind of like we got a lot of practical stuff out of the way. Um, and then it just makes it a lot easier to spend the next week in Spain on like some, like, I want to work with this guy. So I want to do like some, like, I want to like, I want to say hackathon, but that's not really what I mean, you know, but like sit and work on something, hack on it um, and build something cool. But I also really want to spend a lot of time talking about what sort sort of business this is and like what we're trying to do, what his goals are, what my goals are. And like, kind of like, you know, get to know each other and connect and talk about a lot of different parts of the business and i think for me it's important because i've been doing this for like with the pusher for five years and there's just so much history already Mm. in five years yeah that it's kind of like for the first employee it's important for me to communicate that somehow and kind of share that with him Mm -hmm. um but it's also important like important for me to know him better and yeah when you're like because are we going to talk every day and work together every day so yeah it's nice to know each other um, yeah. so i'm very much looking forward to the in-person mm. time yep um i'm really thankful that we have this co-working space co-living space here in spain mm-hmm. that you can kind of just plug into <laughs> so jealous. yeah that's great it's uh and you know it's so it the people running this place are my friends i've known them for four years and been here a lot and I think they're very excited um, about this. It's kind of like f- a new way to use this space as well. So they mm-hmm. have a lot of company ret- company retreats. But like I wouldn't really call this a kind. Co- like it's like it's still a different kind. Of, <laughs> um, but it solves a very real purpose, I think, for a remote team. That it's like okay, we're gonna work together. It would be nice to meet up. It would be nice to like have a sort of like professional environment, um, but where we can also have fun and like you know, do social things. There'll be other people around. We can go out for like social dinners, but we can also like sit in an office by ourselves and like work on stuff. And, you know, if you need a whiteboard or something like that. So I think it's just, I'm excited to try it out. I think it's a perfect place to do that. That's, 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 uh, that's great. And I like the, I like the fact that it's just got that relaxed vibe to it compared to like a we work you know, in Manhattan or you know, we work <laughs> in Chicago or just a lot of the co-working spaces yeah. are not in, uh, I mean, they're in busy areas, right? Which also has this energy and everything else. But like <laughs> what you're showing is definitely where I find myself able to think a little bit more big picture and clearly as opposed to, yeah. the, you know, the frenetic pace. Um, it just depends, but that's great, man. I'm, I'm really happy for you. It's a big development in terms of the, the business yeah, I think up. another thing this week is, is basically me like in my mental space, like trying to th- become a CEO slowly because that's that's like that's more needed now. Yeah, you have a new responsibility. Yeah, that I take seriously. And it's just very obvious with like, you know, basically my whole week has been spent talking to lawyers or tax people or investors or like whatever things and then him so it becomes obvious that when you want to grow 
a business eventually like you have to start to think more as a ceo i think and i think with the kind of business i'm trying to do now that like that's kind of like the choice i've made now is to move away from the solo founder mentality towards the yeah we're building a a company now and yeah that's a big that's a big switch and that's predicated on the it's predicated on what you're seeing the signals you're getting from the market yeah it's like yeah and it it so it makes me kind of want to talk about the the fundraising stuff um Mm -hmm. and how this ties together um so the fundraising stuff is coming together um i'm not gonna share the details right now because they're they're changing every day it feels like (laughs) um but hopefully very soon um so but but essentially i'm gonna raise quite a bit less than i thought um because it wasn't really my plan to raise at this moment but it's just a thing when you have like some inbound interest you know race when you can is like one thing people say um mm-hmm. but you also have to think about like you know do you get the right valuation like how like what's your pitch <laughs> and is this the right time to raise of course um I think for me, it's actually not the most beneficial time for me to raise. It It's beneficial for me to raise, you know, a bit of money from the people who just want to be part of this and who wants to. So basically what people are saying that I'm talking to right now is they, they want to invest in me. And that's like the main idea. Um, So that's great. And that allows me um and my new teammate to work on this thing for a a long time together. Um, And basically the plan is, or the the, the thing I'm realizing now is that we're going to make a lot more progress on the product and I'm going to have so much more time to talk to um, potential partners and basically do more of the business development stuff. And I think once those things start to materialize together with the educational stuff I've talked about as well. So that's basically the three things make more progress on the product, streamline things and educate users better. Uh, so like having documentation is a big one. Yep. Um, and build out the partnerships when those things really start to materialize, which they will this year. Um, cause yeah. now we're two people instead of one Ye- plus maybe a writer soon. Um, I'll be in a lot in a much better spot to raise money later on. Yeah. Um, I'll have a lot more to show for it. And then if I need to at the time, I can do like a proper race. So yeah. that's essentially the plan right now. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the reason both of us aren't doing priced rounds right now. I mean, whether it's yeah. a safe or convertible note doesn't matter. The point is, you know, now isn't the best time and neither of us absolutely need a bunch of money right now no but the inflection point that we're headed to if this works is obviously very exciting and would be a great time to do it because then you have just the traction engine is running completely i mean kind of going back to episode how many however many it was ago we talked about (laughs) you know uh acquisition activation you know revenue kind of getting the whole freemium pirates episode getting all those pieces together mm-hmm. having a you know ac- acquisition activation revenue referral and retention story that's at least end to end where you can say here's 
data for the last six months, nine months, 12 months on all these things and how they're working. Now you have a working business model, right? And there's a lot less risk and a lot more clarity. And yeah, I agree. You're going to be able to raise on much better terms. And if you don't need it now, I, I go back to the Mike Maples Jr. distinction, which I really like better than pre-product market fit, post-product market fit, because that's like, you know, okay, but how do you know which one you are? I like his, you're at the value hacking stage still. Value hacking is growth hack? No. What's the next one? I, (laughs) it's it's funny that you mentioned that. (laughs) One of them is growth hacking, but that comes later. I'm in the value hacking stage still. And like, that's the first one. Yeah. That left a big impression with me of I'm at that stage still. I'm definitely figuring it out. But while I'm in that stage, keeping the team as small as possible, but effective and raising as little as possible, but enough, like that's the name of the game, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and once once I've got the premium signups and things are really running, you know, then you enter that other phase and you can have a very, very different valuation and you can just have a very different business, even if you don't want to raise money. I mean, forget money fundraising for a second. Um you're in a different world. You still have optionality. So yeah, it's, it's both, both of us preserving optionality right now by raising as little as we can, um, makes sense. And it's just not a lot. Like we, (laughs) we seem to be able to get a lot done with, without a lot of cash, which is, uh, yeah, very non-traditional VC. If only we didn't have to pay so much money to lawyers, man. (laughs) I'm Yeah. There is that. I, I, uh, I'm actually happy to say that I re-engaged with the same firm that I used for Risk Pulse and uh, had a great conversation this week. And they're at the look through everything. Uh, don't charge me for that, but look through everything and tell me what it's going to cost to do things the right way. I tweeted about this this week as well. Um, and that's a huge that's a huge relief because I think that's basically my that is my strategy right now from a, from a human resources perspective is to you know pay small amounts of money. They're meaningful. But to pay it to a lawyer right now so that I can stay focused on product yeah. is strategic in the sense of, you know, I could hire somebody to do product so that I could spend more time working on my own legal and whatnot. But that's more that's actually even more expensive. So <laughs> yeah. I, I feel I feel good about, you know, that. Um, and I think the key to managing this small team thing is just staying, just having very little debt, you know, and I, I think of debt economically but also i think of debt in terms of uh product and legal and operational and all those things just not letting any of that stuff accumulate um, is a great feeling yeah i i can't believe how much has happened with branch in like the last month or two (laughs) (laughs) and like if yeah i just feel like you know with a couple of month or like maybe a couple of quarters (laughs) yeah i'll be i'm very excited to see like kind of where we can take things and i think the same goes for you like there's a lot of significant stuff been happening lately so yeah yeah big stuff is moving and it's moving in the right direction and that that makes me uh very confident and and you know i'm happy man no no complaints and we've got the uh kind of the uh graduation if you will the departure from tiny seed batch one coming up before you know it which is also it's a milestone for for sure on the journey yeah for sure don't uh don't stress me out about that gotta plan that trip too (laughs) (laughs) that's right
All Good right, man. man. Thank you. I think uh, I think this was it. Yeah. This is all you get when, all I, you get when I have the flu. Until next time. <laughs> all right. All right, man. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye. Remember, see ya.